from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Danny Wisentowski. We need to start with the breaking news about a shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. That's in South St. Louis, just southwest of Tower Grove Park. We are still in the early stages of this, and police say two are dead, one adult and one student. Police shot the suspect, a 20-year-old male who is also dead. It's not clear at this time what connection, if any, he had to the school. At least three others were injured during the shooting and are being treated at local hospitals. Soon after the shooting, outside the school, high school senior Sarah Lewis described hearing the gunshots near her classroom. I'm just very panicked and very frightened of what happened, and I'm shaking, and it was terrifying. Were you uh, near where you heard or saw anything? They were right under the class I was in. Oh my gosh. And I heard the banging and the shooting, and I honestly felt like I wasn't going to make it out of there because it was really scary. That was the voice of Sarah Lewis, a high school senior at Central Visual and Performing, Performing Arts, talking with Holly Edgel, managing editor of the Midwest Newsroom. That was earlier this morning. Uh, as we said, there was a shooting there that is still an ongoing situation. And at a press conference this morning after the shooting, St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones recalled how she visited Central Visual and Performing Arts High School on the students' first day of this school year, and Mayor Jones recalled how excited they were for the upcoming school year. And now to be here for such a devastating and traumatic situation breaks my heart, especially as a mother. My son called because they got the news at his school as well. And he says, Mommy, you sound stressed. I'm stressed and I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken for these families who send their children to our schools hoping that they'll be safe. Our children shouldn't have to experience this. They shouldn't have to go through active shooter drills in case something happens. And unfortunately, that happened today. That's St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones speaking this morning at the scene of the shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. Now, St. Louis Public Radio reporters are following this story right now. And in studio, we have Holly Edgel our, uh, our, for the Midwest Newsroom Managing Editor. And we also have education reporter Kate Grumke, who has been following the events today. Kate, Holly, thank you both so much for being here today. Thanks. Kate, I wanted to ask you, just tell us a bit about this school, Central Visual and Performing Arts. Um, you know, Tell us a bit about it, and, and what do we know about that shooting that broke out there today? Yeah, so the school is a St. Louis Public Schools um, school, and it is all students that are gifted in some artistic way. So I've seen performances of the kids who are amazing dancers, or they have great musicians there. And um, St. Louis Public Schools Superintendent Kelvin Adams said there were about 700 students who were at the school who witnessed the shooting in some way today. Um, and those are it's a high school, so it's high school age students. Kate, I know we're all concerned about the, the physical injuries and the deaths. And, and as things report, we're we're going to find out more things that are, are upsetting, I'm sure, about this situation. Um, 
But talk to us a bit about what happens to these kids. This, as you said, hundreds of kids have witnessed this in some way. They're going to be living with this trauma for a while. What road do they have in front of them to go down? And what kind of support um, is going to be there for them? Yeah, so I think it's safe to say that all 700 of those kids are going to be suffering from this, will have trauma from it. Um, I actually talked to a student, Yuriski Velazquez-Vera, who said that she was both injured because she had hurt her ankle as she was getting out of the school as quickly as she could. But she's also already realizing that she's going to be dealing with trauma from this. Her mom, um, Azusena Vera, was saying that she wants to make sure that her daughter can get some sort of mental health counseling or trauma counseling. And I think a lot of parents are looking to the school district to provide that in some way. So I haven't heard any announcements about that yet, but I know that that is a big focus in St. Louis public schools. They really care about mental health for their students. So I think they'll probably be offering something. Now, a lot of schools have active shooter drills. They're in some ways prepared for this, but this situation, it, it seems to really show us there's nothing you really can prepare yourself for for something like this, to, to see the images we're seeing of kids climbing out of windows, or as you say, injuring, you know, the scrum, to be part of a, a panic is a terrifying and a dangerous thing uh, on its own. Uh, what do we know about how these schools were prepared for this situation? And w- were there things in place that, that did, you know, did have things in place for this kind of tragedy? Yeah, you're right. So the student I spoke with did say that she thought it was a drill at first because that's something that they do regularly in the schools. Um, She also was confused about how the gunman got into the school because they have metal detectors at the doors. Um, St. Louis Public School Superintendent Calvin Adams said that there were seven officers, security officers at the school during this. And we also know that the doors were locked. So somehow the gunman still got in. I want to turn to Holly Edgel, who is our managing editor of the Midwest Newsroom, and and she was speaking with some of the students who were pouring out of the school uh, this morning. Uh, Holly, you had a chance to speak to some of these students and parents. What did they tell you, and and, what what condition did they uh, escape the school in? Well, the the first person I I talked to and and encountered on my way— uh, up Arsenal toward the Schnooks, um, where the police were gathering, was um, Miss Lewis, whose who's cut you just played. She was palpably upset. She was with her mom, so I, I asked her mom if it'd be okay to talk to her, and she said yes. And you could just feel it vibrating off her. I mean, this is a, she's a senior. She said she could hear sounds from below, and just the ima- unimaginable rest of their day, rest of their week, rest of their lives. Um, what's that going to be like? Um, the next group um, was a group of four friends, boys, different ages. There, One of them lived nearby, and so they were going to go to his house and wait for their parents. And they were just like in shock and subdued. I took a picture of them together um, just standing there in Arsenal, and you can just see their, like, their faces are indescribable. Um, so they were less, and they had not... Um, heard anything. They just knew they were being hustled out. And as they were leaving, they started hearing bits and pieces of what was going on. And then lastly, I encountered um, a young woman named Isabella, who was being held by her mom. Um, And then her aunt just ran up and just grabbed them and held them in a bear hug. Mm -hmm. And Isabella um, said that she actually saw one of the victims as she was leaving the school. She was, um, again, I asked if it was okay to talk to her, and her mom said yes. And the minute I stopped, they just 
went back into that bear hug. Um, there's um, people milling about. I heard wailing. I heard crying. Um, I heard some, you know, there's a lot of students standing around just looking confused and dazed. Parents were sort of that could be there were streaming into the Schnooks uh, parking lot there on Arsenal, like grabbing their kids in bear hugs and hustling them down, sometimes walking for blocks and blocks to wherever they parked their car. Um, and so just really um, a, a scene that I've, I've not covered as a journalist. And I must say it was, it was very organized. Um, there was no sense of panic at that point. Um, there were lots of adults and teachers around for the kids. Um, and um, there was someone going around saying, come on into on the buses, come on to the buses. And the buses rolled out in an orderly fashion um, within the hour. You had a chance to, to, as you said, to talk to some of these parents and students. What what questions were you hearing? What what were they looking toward in terms of what they needed or the the piece of information that they were waiting to, to, to learn? What I kept hearing was sort of snippets of people, like just thinking out loud in the moment, like, how did this happen? I heard the comment about the metal detectors. I heard, like, people saying... Do we know where so-and-so is? Have you seen so-and-so? You know, I just heard the swirl of conversation around me there. And I, I decided after I talked to those first three groups, I was going to let people just move on out. So I was just sort of absorbing. But that's kind of what I was hearing, just these snippets of in the immediate moment, not even thinking about the trauma, not even thinking about needing the counseling that's going to be needed, but just in the moment, how could this happen? Where is my so-and-so? Where is my best friend? That kind of conversation was, was just swirling in the air. And Kate, just to very briefly, you know, what, what are some of those next questions that, that you're going to be looking at? Certainly in, in our country, we're now looking at the way schools are, are structured, their, their security, the doors that are locked, the police response. What, what are a couple things that are standing out to you at this moment? Yeah, absolutely. That question of how did this person get into the school? I think that is the first question that we all need to be asking and trying to find out more about. Um, and I think moving forward, yeah, what what resources are there for the kids? St. Louis Public Schools is kind of unique that they deal with a lot of gun violence on an individual level with students. They even have an educators for gun safety group that's working to try to kind of work on those individual shooting issues. And so I want to know what are they going to do for the kids that that are experiencing trauma from this? Uh, Kate Grumke, Holly Edgel, thank you so much for being here and sharing your reporting, and I know you're going to be continuing to be on this story today. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.